Hello, and welcome to Securing Sexuality, the podcast where we discuss the intersection of intimacy and information security. I'm Wolf Gorlick. He's a hacker, and I'm Stephanie Gorlick. She's a sex therapist, and together we're going to discuss what safe sex looks like in a digital age. Baby, want to play a game? Mm, you know I do. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite websites is Restrained Grace, and before I go any further, I will say... This is not sponsored content. They have no idea we're talking about them. It only came up because I love them. And so I follow them on social media. Well, question for you too, because do we need to give a content warning? You say restrained grace. I'm thinking like, you talk about maximalists. Is this like a minimalist? Like you're full of grace, but restrain yourself. Just just <laughs> be a little bit like minimalist. No, it's, it's not encouraging decorum. Definitely not. Ah, <laughs> so do we need like an adult warning too? necessarily i don't think where we're going with this like the, the my idea for the game i want to play with you does not require an adult warning okay however if anybody ends up visiting their website because of the game i want to play with you they do have some spicy stuff they sell like really beautiful accessories and like collars and some clothing but they they definitely are you know like bdsm kink themed i mean you've met me that's my whole jam so um you totally interrupted me saying that this isn't sponsored content, which I think is really, really important. This <laughs> is not an advertisement. This is one of my favorite brands that I follow on social media. And right before New Year's, they posted something that I have been saving for this episode. They published a kink bingo card for 2024. Wow. And in looking at their bingo card, they have so many things on here that you and I have talked about. They have subjects that, you know, some of our friends are really involved in. They have things like um, leopard print that I just like to wear. So I thought it would be super fun to kind of take their meme that they created and for us to play bingo. And to, you know, see whether or not between the two of us, we can come up with a bingo heading into 2024. And if not, to at least make a list of, you know, the things we need to be talking about on this podcast to get a bingo by December. What do you think? Well, I'm in. I'm in. You sent it to me. I can see why you like it. It's very pink. <laughs> it is entirely pink. Uh, friends, we will post this in the show notes so you can see what we're talking about. Um, but I don't think you need the visual aid to enjoy Wolf and I playing bingo. We're mostly just going to talk about some of the things that the folks at Restrained Grace kind of predicted might come up in 2024. And I can tell you, based on, you know, what Wolf and I do, they're dead on with a lot of it. Is there anything on here that you notice right away, love? Well, the pink struck me. Um, things that I notice right away few things that I don't know what they are, so I'm going to have to ask you about. Um, well, let's let's start with like payment processing. I, <laughs> man, I am so boring. The first thing that jumps out to me in this whole like sexy pink thing is, oh, payment processing. Okay. So the square says payment processing becomes more difficult for spicy businesses. And that is definitely something that we have talked about. Our friend Shakun Seti does a lot of work around this. Yes, yes, with with Tickle. And she was uh, at our conference. She has been on our podcast. And I think why this one jumps out to me is two things. One, I'm paying the bills and I hate looking at her credit cards. You should never, ever look at your credit cards. 
No, just pay them, baby. Don't ask questions. I I know, I know. I don't I don't I don't know why I open it up. Um, but secondly, I was just talking to someone, and this is one of the things that's been interesting about being on this journey and this podcast with you. Uh, some of the questions I get are things I never thought I would get, and they're like. We can't get payments. How do we get payments? This is a big problem. I'm like, aha, I know just who you need to talk to. So is there, like, what are the likelihoods that we'll be able to fill this square in 2024? Their prediction is that payment processing is going to become more difficult. So last year, you know, when we were learning about Tickle Pay and when we were talking about payment processors, it seemed like people were trying to find paths forward. But I know that you do way more in this sort of um, domain of the financial services, banking, money and bill paying, frankly, world than I do. What, what's the latest? Is this likely to come true? Uh, it, it is because MasterCard has a new policy that went into effect and it's already, you know, blocking people's ability to run MasterCards and whatnot. Of course, MasterCard and Visa and AMX, there you go. Um, so if you block one of them, there's, there's uh, a, a downside. So, you know, there is an ongoing debate about this. Now, there's been a complaint filed to the FTC, uh, which is like, hey, you know, what MasterCard's doing shouldn't be allowed. FTC should investigate, but will they or will other cards follow suit? Uh, it's hard to say. It's too early to say, but I suspect we'll unfortunately be filling out the it gets harder before it gets easier square. Which is so frustrating because this impacts everybody. This impacts our friends who are content creators. This impacts folks who are sex workers. This impacts our sexual health people and our clinicians like me. And obviously, retail is impacted by it, too. If you're selling spicy things, even if they're PG-13, like a really lovely day holler, um, one complaint can shut down your whole business. And that's super unfair right now. Absolutely. Well, speaking of things that are unfair, one of the things that jumped out to me on this bingo card was the prediction that abortion pill access will be restricted federally. Now this, payment processing is your world. Reproductive health care is mine. What do you know about this and why they put this on their bingo card? Uh, I don't know much about this. I mean, I thought everyone like shifted to the pill because... Certain states were having trouble, uh, were not having trouble, but certain states had restricted abortion. Uh, so to not have to worry about any of that, I remember you saying a lot of people were passing around pills or, or whatnot. And I remember you've got a QR code on one of your shirts for abortion pills. I do for aid access. If um, you need abortion pills and you live in a state where you can't get them, Aid access will hook you up, and um, I will wear that shirt every time I can. So the reason why this is on their bingo card is because um, the Supreme Court is going to be ruling on whether or not abortion pills are legal. Which, um, if you are asking the question I have asked repeatedly since you and I started this podcast, Tell me, love, when did the judges get medical degrees? The answer is still never. 
<laughs> None of the people making this decision are medical doctors. But there was a case filed that um, is challenging the validity of the FDA's approval of the abortion pill, which is ever so fun to try and pronounce. I always stumble over it. Mifepristone. So this lawsuit was filed, you'll be shocked to hear, in Texas, saying that the FDA should never approve it to, to begin with. Now, one might think that the Food and Drug Administration is ideally suited to be deciding what drugs and foods are safe to be administrated, but a legal challenge has been filed, and so sometime this year, the Supreme Court is going to be ruling on whether or not the abortion pill is legal at all. And since the vast majority of reproductive health care in America is medication abortion, is the abortion pill, this ruling would be absolutely devastating for women's health in America. So um, the rulings for the Supreme Court usually come out late spring, early summer, May, June tends to be the sweet spot. My prediction I have no idea how they're going to rule, so I can't, I won't even mention on that. I think it could go either way. But I do think this is going to be one of the very, very last decisions that they issue. Anything controversial, anything high stakes, they tend to save until the very end of the term. So I think we probably won't know until June which way this is going to fall. And it's scary because I genuinely think it can go either way. It does sound terrifying. Yeah. Don't, don't like this one. Is there a happier one we can jump to? <laughs> um, happier one? I'm, I'm sure. Let's pick one of the fun ones. How about more pleasure doms? Pleasure doms. Okay. That's about as happy as you can possibly think, right? Well, I mean, all right. So uh, I know what doms are from you, but what is... What is more pleasure? A, is that like a greater degree of pleasure? Or B, is that some sort of like defined term, like more pleasure is a website or something? No, I think that's a quantity. There will be a greater number of doms who identify as pleasure doms. What is a pleasure dom? Pleasure dom is a dominant who, as opposed to being maybe more of a sadist or sadomasochist and wanting to inflict intense sensation that might be uncomfortable likes to inflict intense sensation that is lovely and delicious and very comfortable. So this could take the form of forced orgasm. This could take the form of, I'm going to tie you up in ropes in a way that feels very soothing and and comfy and almost massage-like. It is a form of dominance that focuses on the submissive's pleasure rather than the submissive's pain. And uh, Restrained Grace's prediction is that there will be more people identifying as pleasure doms in 2024, and I am here for it. Now, I don't remember that in Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, I mean, I've blocked out all of Fifty Shades of Grey, so I think... (laughs) (laughs) There is this misconception that BDSM and kink is all about pain, right? That everything is whips and chains and bruises. And um, sometimes power play can take a gentler form, a more enjoyable form, a less um, harsh form. 
And it can look like hairbrushing. It can look like I'm going to put my submissive in the bathtub and I am going to give them a bubble bath. It can look like I am going to tie my submissive to the kitchen table and force him to have seven orgasms in a row. It is not all about sadomasochism. There's a whole spectrum of sensation out there. And Restrained Grace thinks we're going to see more pleasure play this year. And I love that. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, that sounds fun. And if people are into that, I mean, I don't know why people are into pleasure, but if that's their thing, I guess that's okay. You know, oftentimes when when we have these topics come up, I'm like, oh, what is this? Right. And in the old days, you used to Google it. Um, nowadays, it's like, oh, I just ask ChatGPT. What is this thing? Uh, and of course, ChatGPT is like, I can't answer that. That is an adult nature, right? So one of the things that I saw on this that popped out to me was scammers using AI product picks. You are on Amazon all the time. <laughs> Call me out. Why don't you? Well, I mean, I again, got to pay the credit card bills. <laughs> have you have you seen? Some of these fake Amazon products? I mean, seen is tricky to say because, you know, sometimes you don't know it's a fake product until you buy it and it shows up at your house, right? <laughs> um, but there are so many things happening right now. I'm seeing a ton of people posting pictures of effectively poorly written by ChatGPT product reviews or product descriptions that are like, I'm sorry, I can't describe this photograph for you. And that gets copy pasted into the body of the Amazon listing. Those are going around right now. Uh, last night, you know, I, I love to lurk on Reddit. Reddit is probably my social media platform of choice. And last night, somebody in one of the budgeting subreddits had found um, an error on Amazon, a 20 piece cookware set for $9.99. And the question was, if I order this, will it kill me? And the response most people gave them was, well, if you order it, it won't show up because that's clearly a typo. But it turns out Amazon had to um, honor it. So ChatGPT and this whole AI product description thing is um, shooting everybody in their feet, both the consumer who's not always getting what they think they're getting and also the sellers who, if they don't pay attention, end up losing money. Yeah, I love the product images where there's extra fingers on the hands holding the pot. But uh, to your to your point about the title, that's what I had in mind because I saw the like, uh, quote unquote, I cannot fulfill this request because it goes against open AI use policy. Brown <laughs> for the brown one and pink for the pink one. Uh, so there, there. I think that one is pretty safe to say uh, can be can be scratched off. That's not the only AI square on here, though. We also have AI porn, which uh, when you and I did our episode in December looking at uh, viewing trends, AI porn was pretty high up on that list. So I almost think that this is a ringer square. This is just about as much a freebie as the center square is on a bingo card because AI porn is already everywhere. Right. And I think you're telling me like DeviantArt, that, that art website that people can sign up for has like an entire category, right? It's just been swamped with auto-generated images. But also back to our friends at OpenAI, they recently started a uh, store. So you can now like purchase a store or purchase rather specific AI chatbots in the store. 
And one of the things I was following about that is there's a, there's being the, the fact that our love language is data. There's a <laughs> data store uh, where you can ask for scientific papers and whatnot. And it brings you back to current citations. So take that the next time we argue. But it just means we're both going to use it. I'm not telling you where it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing that's interesting is it's been flooded with the AI, OpenAI GPT store has been flooded with, no surprise, AI girlfriends. Really? Mm-hmm. 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 Hundreds. So are these AI girlfriends doing your research for you? Like, will, will they format my work cited for me? Because I'm on a deadline for a book right now. Yeah, yeah. You better finish that one this week. How, how are these AI girlfriends um, popping up in this context? I don't know, but this may be an interesting thing for us to um to do an episode on maybe maybe i'll uh maybe i'll explore that polyamory thing you and your friends are always talking about and get me a couple chat gpt girlfriends i mean not to not not to set boundaries inappropriately but that would be the only way that we explore polyamory (laughs) (laughs) but you know there's they're like virtual sweetheart is one of them and and basically it's just you know, it's it's a GPT four back end, um, being flirty, and even though OpenAI bans it because of the custom stores, you're able to tweak those those requirements. So fascinating, and I think too it gets back to your uh, your authentication. No, not authentication. Um, authenticity. Your your research and your talking points are on authenticity, right? There's clearly a, a big need for connection that this tool's meeting. I love that Freudian slip so much because I guarantee you we have at least six hacker friends who do indeed have an authentication kink. They get a little <laughs> endorphin rush every time that duo push notification shows up. Yeah, baby. Now we're talking. <laughs> um other things on here that are tech related. Uh, Here's one that we've already talked about last year. A kink friendly SM platform flourishes. Oh yeah. Our our friends over at Submit. Uh, They went public, meaning they fully opened since we last talked to them. And I have heard nothing but good things. I am delighted. And I think that we are going to see them fill in this particular bingo square. I, I'm super excited to see what they're building and how they grow. So when you said they went public because they're a startup, I was like, <laughs> wait, they, they're a public company? They did that that fast? They raised no, that money? I just meant they're no longer on a wait list. People okay. can join. <laughs> People can join now. People can join now. Yeah, we should we should actually have have them back on. It was, it was fascinating. Uh, again, from a security perspective, to hear how they protected the data and they kept everything separate. Now you had complete control over your own, uh, you know, your own uh, grants to people, and you could revoke at any time. And some really clever stuff going on from a security perspective. Uh, so yeah, uh, we've got one. We've got at least one uh, or two that have been checked off at this point. So I think I can help with some of the bingo because some of the things that they have on here are fashion related. Again, I feel like it's a little bit of a cheat to check off the leopard print box. You know, I love me some leopard print. 
But I also think that I'm going to need to go shopping, baby, because they have lace, they have pearls, they have polka dots, and they have bows. And there's a lot of those that I don't own yet. Wait a minute. Wait. Well, mm. <laughs> <clears throat> there, of the list of lace and pearls and bows, there's something on that list you do not own? And polka dots. Okay, fine. I own all of those things. But my birthday's tomorrow and I could totally have more, right? Yes, yes. I, I if it's one thing that I've learned from you is that your grace will not be restrained. It's that <laughs> there is always room for more. We can always empty out another closet to put clothes in. I feel like I have an ethical obligation since suggesting that we play bingo to help us perhaps not just get a single bingo, but maybe aim for a coverall. And I think that I can help with this. I'm confident that if you just keep ignoring the credit card bill, <laughs> I can help us win bingo. I promise I'll do it. Dear Lord. Are you wearing leopard print glasses right now? I absolutely am. I, I thought so. I thought so. So we're, we're, we're on a roll here. All right. All right. And pearls. I mean, you can't go wrong with pearls. You can't go wrong. I'm wearing a pearl right now. I'm wearing the pearl you gave me the day we got married. Oh, that's so sweet. I don't have lace or bows or polka dots, though. So I'm clearly going to need to accessorize before I go to my class this afternoon. Clearly, clearly. Tell me about one of these. Um, Again, where, where did it go? Something about trad wives. Where? Oh, takeover of trad wife hashtags. A kink takeover of trad wife hashtags. All right. So obviously you you specialize in kink. I understand what that is. What is a trad? Is that like an AI thing? Speaking of lace and pearls, um. So trad wife is this. How to be kind and tactful and accurate. Then again, when have I ever been kind? Well, at least be accurate. (laughs) I will always be accurate. So the trad wife movement is a sort of pushback against the idea of feminism. And it's this movement among people my age, our age, a little bit younger, anywhere from like their 20s to the 40s who are really saying, you know, women shouldn't work. Women shouldn't be out in the professional sphere. Women should be homemakers and mothers, and that should be their primary function. And there is a whole huge community on the socials, primarily but not exclusively TikTok, of trad wives, meaning traditional wives. Now, this is connected to some seedier and less savory parts of the world, right? There are some ties to some really conservative religious groups. There are some ties to some white supremacist or white nationalist groups. Not every trad wife is religious or racist, but the then is pretty, pretty significant there. So Restrained Grace is imagining or predicting a kink takeover of the trad wife hashtag, which in my mind means I think that they're they're envisioning sort of a, an explosion of 50s traditional household dynamics. 
where we see more pearls and more petticoats and more spankings and more sort of kinkified vintage DS dynamics. Um, and that those couples, those practitioners, will start to take over and reclaim or um, steal perhaps the trad wife hashtags. So I'm following this because my mind was already there when you said pearls. Um, <laughs> there, do you, do you remember the old Leave it to Beaver movie? Movie? You mean the TV show? No, I'm not that old. There was a Cri- movie in like the 90s, but the, it was a movie based on a TV show from the 50s. Christopher McDonald was Ward Cleaver in that. And there's a scene where he walks in and he swoops up. Uh, swoops up the wife was uh, June Cleaver, I think. Swoops uh-huh. her up and he gives her a big kiss and he goes, oh, vacuuming and pearls, you know what that does to me. That, my darling, is quintessential sexy trad wifedom. <laughs> so according to Google Trends, it looks like trad wife started becoming popular around 2018, 2019, and got a lot of attention in the early 2020s. Um, so, yeah, I, it is it is out there. Um, and I I don't know. I If they want to do that, they want to do that. But what, what would happen, what would a takeover look like? This is what I'm wondering, really. I mean, again, I'm picturing a lot of 50s household dynamics. I'm fi- picturing some egalitarian domestic discipline. I'm picturing a lot more corsets, a lot more high heels. Think about the super gendered, stereotypical, old school portrayals of masculinity and femininity. And that's trad wifedom. Now, let's queer that up. Let's play with power. Let's maybe shift who's wearing the corset and the pearls. And we are kinkifying those hashtags. And I think that would be great fun to see in 2024. Sounds like a blast. Sounds like a blast. (laughs) Now, will that, you mentioned it came across from the TikToks, uh, which I insist on calling it the TikToks, which I know drives certain people insane. But there's another square here that kinktok is going to be more heavily censored. So if, if there is a takeover of Tradwife on TikTok, would that make it two potential squares if they get heavily censored for that? I mean, I suppose it would, but then it becomes, you know, if a BDSM social media movement is censored in a forest, does anybody know it makes a sound? I don't know how that carries over. That's a terrible metaphor, Stephanie. But I do think that um, we are going to see more censorship. I think that the trad life phenomenon is really representative of a pushback in a lot of ways that, you know, you and I have been talking about with each other, with our guests off and on for a year, looking at sort of a a resistance to gender inclusion, a resistance to erotic minorities, a resistance to trans people. And we're seeing book censorship. We're seeing language policing. We're seeing so much of that already that, again, I think this is a pretty safe bet that we're going to see more censorship, not just on the tickety talks. See, people think that you're painful when you say it. I insist that <laughs> in a more ridiculous way. 
But on most social media platforms, we really are in an era of so growing social conservatism and um, restraint and not in a graceful kind of way. Mm-hmm. So if that one you think is a, is a given, what on this list do you think is least likely to occur? Ooh. Like, what do you think we won't be able to fill in? You know, I'm going to some of the fashion things, and they predict fantasy and Ren fair are going to be sort of a vibe in 2024, and I don't know that I see it. When we see, and this is me as a history buff and as a fashionista, when we see luxurious, opulent fashion, it's usually in times when people feel affluent and secure and economically sound. And I think that we have... a a time right now where people are frustrated with their economic circumstances, where they're angry about, you know, being pulled back into the workplace after working from home, where they want to save up and buy a house and don't feel like they ever can. I'm just not seeing sort of the cultural mood necessary for this really fantastical velvet and jewel sort of vibe to happen. So I think it might not be the most intense square on here, but I don't know that I'm going to see fantasy red fairs checked off this year. You know, I've got a lot of very uh, feelings about some of the return from, from home movement or return to work, return from home, however you want to do it. Uh, so yeah, I'll put that aside for a minute. But back to Google Trends, it is interesting. Like, there was a, a lot of interest in Renfair 2004 to, to say, 2007. Um, and then it, then it dropped. It dropped like a rock. So I, it almost matches what you're saying about, hey, we all know what happened in the U.S. in 2008, global financial crisis, you know, several years of downtime. Um, but it is fascinating in that. We are seeing, according to Google Trends, peaks again starting in 2022. Um, and last, last summer was almost as high as it was in 2004. So it could be that maybe we long for, I don't know, scurvy and <laughs> all the terrible stuff that went along being in the Renaissance. Uh, or it could just be, you know, there there is a lot uh, better costuming now, right? Because cosplayers have lowered the... I don't know what's going on. But I hear exactly what you're saying. But in the data, I do see a spike. So we'll, I, I'm going to come out on the opposite side of this. You're saying no. I'm going to say yes. And we'll we'll see who wins. Bold of you. Although you've been reading a lot about public health recently. And I suppose... Falling vaccination rates are aligned with medieval times. So yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you? <laughs> Is there anything on here that you either really strongly think will or really strongly think won't happen? Uh, there's one about police raids. I've got to imagine police have something better to do. So I'm 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 going to say that. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm hoping, going to hope that that doesn't happen. So this says police raids on kink activity. Yes. 
yeah, you know, I think you're mostly right. We are seeing, even as I just, you know, got on my soapbox about the increasing conservative times that we're living in, we are seeing a lot more dialogue about personal rights and personal privacy and what happens in your home happens in your home and uh, parents' rights movement about, you know, how are we raising our children and what sort of families do we get to create? And I think a lot of the mainstream BDSM community, which feels odd to say, I don't know that when I started my career 20 years ago, I would have been able to say mainstream BDSM community, but there absolutely is one now. I think they have gotten really good at knowing their rights and knowing the law and making sure that they're structuring things, especially public events and private clubs and things like that, in a way that dots their I's and crosses their T's and protects them. So uh, I'm going to join with you with you on that one. I think that that is one of the more negative predictions on this bingo card that I, I don't think we're going to see. I also just think from the conversations we've had around survivor advocacy, around, uh, you know, safety, partner safety and partner violence, the police don't seem all that engaged when it is a crime. So I don't know that they would be all that engaged when it's for fun. Yeah, maybe that's one of the things that we can hope for in 2024 is um, more responsiveness to survivors and better prosecution of actual crimes against people. Yeah, uh, um, There's another one on here that I do want to see happen that I'm cheering for. Uh, down in the bottom left corner, discourse about equity in DS. So as an academic, uh, I love this. And one of the things that I've been really excited about is seeing more and more diversity in the kink voices that are talking about BDSM and that are, you know, doing education around what does power exchange look like for them. I think that the BDSM community for a long time has been very, very sort of stereotypically white. And has had a certain degree of privilege. You know, you have to have a certain amount of money and a certain degree of access to find some BDSM spaces. And I really love the idea that 2024 will be the year when we start to see and hear from more people with different perspectives and different ways of approaching their kink play. So I'm excited about this prediction and I hope we see it all over the place. I really love your take on that. I read that as equity, like financial equity. And I thought, oh, that's nice. Like your kink space like opens up profit sharing or, you know, more of these are done as co-ops as opposed to privately owned. And you're right. It is, it is expensive. So I like the idea of like having access to capital in these spaces to me was very good. So I, I want all the new voices. I want all the things that you brought. I also, some of this has to do with financial equity because, you know, housing is expensive. How expensive do you think it is to equip a full DS club? I got to imagine it's very expensive. You really are in bill paying mode today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have almost covered the entire bingo card. Is there is there one about... Uh, a BDSM author will finish her fifth book on her 45th birthday. 
<laughs> one can hope. That'll be the center square. <laughs> <laughs> that is the goal. One ha- I, I have set for myself. Um, I'm going to get it done. I have, I have about a thousand more words to write and I'm done. I believe yeah, I was going to talk about rope as fashion, which I suppose goes hand in hand. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently we may have to tie you to your desk if you don't finish it, right? Give you an incentive. I promise I'll get it done today. I promise. <laughs> and that would be, you know, that, that would be how I win 2024 is starting off the first month of the year with my fifth book being done on my 45th birthday. Whether we get a bingo or not, I think we are set up for a really rich and fascinating and maybe a little bit scary, but potentially kind of awesome year. What do you think? Yeah, I'm all ready, y'all bingo. <laughs> you should do it. We're about to wrap up. Y'all bingo. <laughs> bingo! Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to Scaring Sexuality. You're a source of information you need to protect yourself and your relationships. Securing Sexuality is brought to you by the Bound Together Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit. From the bedroom to the cloud, we're here to help you navigate safe sex in a digital age. Be sure to check out our website, securingsexuality.com, for links to more information about the topics we discussed here today. You can check out some of those back episodes that we've mentioned. Uh, There will be information about our live events. And this year, we're going to be doing some webinars. So head on over there at securingsexuality.com. And join us again for more fascinating conversations about the intersection of sexuality and technology. Have a great week.